welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. So I'm here cool. today with Alistair Proctor, who's the Global Chief HR Officer of IPG Media Brands. Hi, Alistair. Hello. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Um, Alistair's in, in London, and today we're talking about um, managing um, the next generation of workers, um, the millennial generation. Um, we know there are smart, um, resourceful multitaskers um, who are oftentimes uh, technologically savvier than their predecessors. But here to talk about um, the experience of this actually within a company um, is, is Alistair. Alistair, as, as we start off, um, tell, tell us a little bit about the media brand's company and I guess, um, you know, after that, your, your, your role there. Uh, sure, Matt. So um, IPG Media Brands is a global... Uh, fundamentally a media planning and buying agency operating in the marketing communication space, um, although we do much more than that these days. So uh, if you think about sort of, uh, uh, I suppose, your classic view of what an advertising agency might do, then we are a parallel uh, discipline within that within that area. And we, we tend to work hand in hand with creative advertising agencies on our major corporate clients. Um, so uh, we, you know, we we will fundamentally sort of plan and buy media space, which could be through all sorts of different channels, um, traditional TV, print, um, through to uh, out of home, and and all the various digital channels that that now proliferate uh, on behalf of our big corporate clients. Um, so that's kind of our business. We we operate in about. Uh, 60 odd markets around the world, um, so spread spread globally. Um, we have about 8,000 employees currently, um, not uh, spread evenly, I would say. So we have uh, a few major markets where the bulk of our population sits, and then we have a long tail um, across the rest of the uh, the world. And what? Was and my role is basically to sorry, Matt. My role just obviously is. Uh, uh, leading the the HR function globally, the media brands. Okay, and I, I was curious on that uh, population split. What's the split between you know, if you like, mature markets versus emerging markets? Um, in terms of the staffing numbers, it's uh, it's still pretty skewed towards the mature markets. So we have big concentrations in uh, the US. Uh, not surprisingly. Uh, Australia is actually our second largest market, a uh, very, very big business there, very successful. Uh, UK, Germany, Canada, uh, those are the sort of the, the, the big populations. And then, uh, uh, again, second tier is probably still mainly the uh, uh, more traditional markets. And then uh, you know, emerging markets are obviously starting to catch up, but still a long way to go. Now, something I realized when I walked into um, your Shanghai office a few years ago is that uh, everyone is, 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 is quite young. Now, is that just a China thing or is that uh, across, across the world? And if so, what, what's the average age? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Shanghai would be uh, pretty typical. Uh, I mean, Shanghai is actually a particularly young <laughs> demographic, partly because reflecting the, the the challenges of staffing in that in that particular market uh, but having said that um, uh, you know I don't actually have our 
average age across the world right now. But it, I, I can certainly tell you that probably uh, at least 60% of our workforce are under 35. Uh, and then, you know, uh, e- even sort of, you know, under, under sort of 28 is still a massive, uh, a massive chunk of our uh, employee base. So we're, we're very, very heavily skewed towards a younger demographic. How did you sort of come to have such a, you know, relatively uh, younger uh, employee population? Um, I, I think it's, uh, there's probably tons and tons of factors uh, that come into this. I think, um, you know, if you consider the nature of our business, uh, we, you know, we, fundamentally we're dealing with um, the media and the complexity of media uh, in the modern world. And I think uh, we, uh, you know, in that sense, you know, we, we can be quite attractive to uh, entrance into the job market for the first time because, you know, as we all know, young people these days, I mean, you know, my, my kids, you know, know more about technology uh, and, and media consumption than I do. Um, you know, they're kind of just growing up with it um, in an increasingly complex world. So I, so I think there's an intrinsic interest uh, in our business, which, which attracts certainly a, a large number of people in. We also sit at the nexus of sort of client, consumer, and then channel, um, you, you know, in terms of the work that we actually do uh, for, our, for our clients, um, which, which, again, is complex uh, and challenging, but I think it's something that people can easily relate to. You know, everyone um, goes out and is aware of brands in the marketplace. Um, everyone consumes media in a variety of different ways. So I think uh, you, you know, it's, it's something that people easily sort of latch onto. They easily get, um, uh, uh, and, and therefore, you know, there's an in, there's an interest there. Um, we're also culturally a very uh, relaxed, uh, informal sort of working environment. Uh, I think jeans uh, and, to an extent, t-shirts are relatively normal unless. Uh, you have client meetings to attend. So I think, again, for a younger demographic, that can be quite an attractive uh, sort of feature. So probably all those reasons and many more. Yeah, and and so I guess it sort of raises the question, I mean, managing, um, you know, a relatively younger workforce to most multinationals would would, would have, um, what peculiarities um, or unique factors have you sort of found in in, in keeping these people uh, motivated and, and and focused and I guess you know around their work styles yeah I mean I should caveat whatever I say I think I mean obviously we, we, we you know we're inevitably <laughs> we're going to be generalizing to an extent and yep. every 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 person is an individual and clearly you know you, you there are differences and uh, one of the things that you know I'm always uh encouraging our managers to do is to, to look at their teams and their, their their staff as individuals and not try to sort of apply a, a cookie cutter approach to to the way that they manage because that will probably end in disaster um, so so accepting that uh, we will generalize a little bit I guess um, I think um, one of the biggest things is around expectations management in my experience um, it, it, it does seem to be the case that many of the younger job entrants these days and you know, people coming in uh, uh, 
in this sort of demographic do have very, very uh, high expectations on a number of different uh, levels. Um, you know, they, they, they have very high expectations about um, the nature of the work that they will perform. Uh, that is actually important to them. Um, expectations around the, the learning that they will derive from the work that they do and the environment they're in. Um, they've got high expectations about the way that they are led and managed. Um, and, uh, you know, in terms of their career trajectories as well, um, again, very, very high expectations around that. So, you know, I think part of it is, is knowing that is, is then um, proactively trying to get ahead of the, uh, if you don't get ahead of it, you know, the problems that you'll see further down the track. Um, and, and that can take a number of different forms. So, you know, um, man, the way that the, these people are managed is obviously and led is obviously critical. And therefore, you know, we do spend a lot of time working with our management population um, to help them understand um, how to get the, the most out of people, how to think about work and the way that they allocate and structure work in such a way that it can be uh, rewarding and developmental for individuals. Um, you know, we we will um, we pay we pay a lot of attention to um, uh, encouraging uh, these people to to seek out new opportunities internally and uh, and move around wherever they possibly can because often you know that I mean there's there's a there's a limited uh, um, there's a limited ability to to, to drastically you know, change up someone's role um, to provide more stimulation and, and learning. I mean, at the end of the day, the job needs to be done. And, and you know, jobs change and evolve over time. But, they, you know, they, they, you, you can't kind of uh, completely flip a job 50% every week. So, you know, one of the ways around that is to encourage mobility and encourage people to take other opportunities. And we're lucky enough to have a portfolio of brands and clients within our group that enables us to to provide a significant mix and range of opportunities uh, for for our talent internally, and you know we do fill um, probably about sixty percent of our open roles probably get filled by internal moves and promotions. That's very interesting. And so, I mean, one of the things that things that a lot of the companies are dealing with is is just the I guess multi generational workforce that's um, at play within their organisations. So you know you have um, this millennial or uh, Generation Y person against, and I hate the use of the terms, but against someone that's um, you know been around for a, for, for a while. How have you had to evolve the organisation to cope with these different styles? Um, oh, that's a good question. Big question. Um, I mean, I you know, if I put my hand on my heart, I'd say I'm, I'm not sure necessarily consciously had a plan for how to evolve the organization. I mean, e evolution is probably the word. So I, I think it's, you know, gradually, little by little, we've, we've sort of adapted as uh, as we've seen the need to do so. But I, I, I would probably be uh, lying if I told you that we'd, you know, built a wonderful master plan 10 years ago, which uh, said exactly what we were going to do to evolve, <laughs> evolve ourselves to meet this this challenge. Um, I think things like uh, environment are important. Actually, if you 
if you think about um, you know work-life balance and what that means um, that that can actually mean a, a lot of different things to a lot of different people um, and we discovered through focus groups and whatever else that um, you know uh, a lot of our sort of younger employees um, were perfectly happy um, to work you know long hours and uh, uh, you know, well, well over and above necessarily what they, in theory, were sort of contracted to do, um, because they understand that you know sometimes we, you know we're a client-focused business, and sometimes our clients need things or demand things which we we have to really be able to provide. So they they get that. But what they said to us was that they 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 wanted the ability. They didn't want to have to sit in the office until ten or eleven at night. Uh, you know, waiting for the client to deliver something to them so that they could then do their bit. What they wanted was the ability to very simply uh, have a laptop that they could take home, leave, leave work at a sensible hour, uh, maybe go to the gym or whatever else, have something to eat, and then potentially log on, you know, at eight, nine o'clock at night and then work on whatever they need to do in order to keep the client happy, um, which is, a, you know, in a, in a sense sounds really simple. Um, but was something that actually we we hadn't really actively considered. You know, um, you know, going back a few years, you know, mo you know, laptops generally were sort of uh, distributed to sort of higher, more senior employees, and actually it was our younger, more junior employees who were saying, "Give us the opportunity to work flexibly, and we're happy to do whatever's required to get the job done," which is a reasonable enough position to take. Um, so you know, things like that, we we've, we've started just we gave up. Um, buying sort of uh, desktops, and we've you know been buying and supplying laptops to to our new entrants for a few years now. Um, we've also, uh, in some of our environments, started moving towards uh, um, uh, uh, effectively pretty flexible working environment with sort of hot desking, uh, if you will, um, where no one has a specific seat allocated to them. Uh, we just refurbished one of our major brands offices in New York completely uh, with a hot desking environment and uh, uh, which has created loads of interesting space. We've actually won awards for the uh, the design of that space and the, the staff there absolutely love it. Um, interestingly, that's not just the younger demographic, but, but I would say the younger demographic certainly have appreciated it and have seem to have taken to it like a duck to water but even even you know some of our uh, more experienced uh, employees also seem to to be uh, uh, having had a, initially a few reservations seem to have uh, adjusted and, and are happy with it so you know there are things like that we certainly we've, we've done which have helped along the way and what about performance management I mean this is a hot topic uh, across many sectors yeah. now just around you know how you measure performance in this um, you know, evolving age, and and particularly, you know, around um, these multi-generational workforces. Where are you guys at with this topic? <laughs> uh, yeah, we talk about this a lot. Um, we talk about it a lot. Um, our sector has never traditionally been terribly strong on rigor uh, when it comes to things like performance management. Um, so you know we were coming from a a place that was pretty loose i would say where we've tried to go with this is to 
emphasize communication, regular, ongoing communication, two-way dialogue. Um, you know, no surprises, fundamentally, is the uh, probably the golden rule. But, but really, you know, to, to, to try and put much less emphasis on an end-of-year performance review and to put much more focus, you know, on actually um, goal-setting at the beginning of the year, which is probably more important in some respects, and then just ongoing dialogue between manager and subordinate through the year so that the individual is clear, you know, how they are doing, uh, where they could do better, um, what they're doing great at, um, making sure they get recognition for the, the good stuff that they are doing, because that is something that is very, very important to our younger demographic. They, you know, they want feedback. They want to know how they're doing. They want to be told when they do something well and recognized for that. Equally, they want to know if things aren't going well as well. So it, it, we've had to work really hard with the line uh, to encourage them to have that dialogue. And I, I would, if I'm honest, I would say we've still got a long way to go. Um, it's not as fluid uh, everywhere as, as I would like it to be, but it, it, that's definitely the way, the direction that we are trending. Uh, we haven't done away with the end of year performance review. I know some organizations have. Um, we've still got that in place. Um, partly because of where we came from historically, and we felt that um, you know we we needed at least some indicator at the end of the year um, to to help us uh, do our planning and whatever else, um, but less emphasis on that, uh, so that you know it's not the big or end an end in itself, um, but it's just one one element of a sort of continuous process throughout the year. Yeah, I think it's a journey. This and uh, no one, no one has the right answer. I think the final question I have for you, um, Alistair, was just around uh, internal communication and uh, you know whether uh, Media Brands is doing anything innovative around how people are, you know, collaborating uh, and sharing ideas uh, in a um, electronic way. So, I mean, typically we've used email, uh, but there's many different other forms of. Uh, communication tools now, where, where, where's Media Brands at? Um, we've, uh, we've certainly historically heavily relied on email, overly relied on email. Um, so interestingly, we're very, very consciously uh, trying to move away from that now. Um, so uh, some of the things are, you know, obvious, uh, and I'm sure... Um, uh, many organizations have done similar things. So we, you know, our, we, our intranet and uh, is, is very much built around a sort of more of a social media type uh, um, structure. Um, and uh, we've had various iterations of that. Um, but, but that is something that we use a lot. Uh, we have also... Um, started sending out organizational announcements and news through uh, sort of more the, the video as opposed to email. Um, we, we're doing more and more video messaging, not long pieces, usually, you know, maximum sort of five minute clips, sometimes even just, you know, a minute, something like that. But we find that that generally gets uh, a lot more interest and engagement. People will actually click on the link and whatever else and, and uh, watch the video and engage with that versus uh, just reading an email, which they tend to just ignore or delete. Um, and then, again, and very much focused on the younger demographic, 
we've been doing a lot of work uh, in terms of getting getting uh, volunteers involved in um, think tanks and uh, uh, working groups focused on real challenges that we face in the business. Um, uh, you know, more of a project-based uh, sort of extracurricular kind of approach to this. Um, uh, and it takes various forms. We've got a number of these different groups uh, operating across the world in, in various different shapes and forms. Some of them are composed of international uh, cadres. Some of them are just market-specific. Uh, for example, you know, there's a group in the U.S. Uh, that operate for one of our brands that's called the Futures Board. Uh, but essentially, they're working on real-life business challenges and uh, coming back and presenting to management their thoughts and ideas and, and projects and plans, uh, many of which we've actually implemented um, and, and taken on all the way through, um, which has been hugely beneficial for the business, but also very, very engaging for the, uh, the teams that have worked on it. And obviously, there's uh, you know, you know as, as ideas have come through and innovation has come through from that, then we've been able to then feed that back into the organization um, through video and so forth, which is in itself then engaged even more interest. And so, so, so it kind of keeps oiling the wheel, if you like, and it's almost the full circle. Um, so things like that have been very, very successful, and we'll do, I'm sure, more of that as, as time goes on. Thanks very much, Alistair. And that was um, Alistair Proctor from Media Brands uh, talking on managing the next generation of workers. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, follow our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.